Now, hopefully, we may be getting some callers from the Midwest coming up soon. Sweet. Now, Rob, continuing on with where we were. Where were we? Um, I think before Chris called and before Rorg called, we were talking about... Um, I guess what, what, uh, what do you think you can do with this year's event to try to contribute to the national type DIY backyard show theme? Um, well, I mean, obviously the event itself is like, you know, contributing to the national scene as a DIY backyard show. Oh, wait, wait. It looks like we have a call. Oh, there we go. Hey, what's up? Uh, this is Japan, Nick. Uh, this is Conrad from Diamond Play. Nick, how you doing? Doing well. Looking forward to the conversation, man. Thank you for calling. Now, um, yeah, no problem. Man. Like, uh, where were you guys at when it come, or where are you guys at when it comes to getting ready for your next album? Uh, well, right now we're actually literally en route to our practice spot, and we'll be working on some songs uh, tonight. So, uh, that's the literal answer uh the more in-depth answer i guess yeah we're just right now just kind of gathering material and kind of mm, destroying and building up mm, everything from the ground up in a way you still have the same lineup as uh the pulse album as pulse yeah it's uh the three of us matt on vocals and bass jim on drums and myself on guitar killer now about how many like rough demos of songs do you have right now? Uh, well, we had about ten or eleven song demos, uh, and then we kind of put those on the back burner. And now we're working on essentially a new brand new batch of songs. And those, I'm not, I'm not sure on the number because they're just kind of ideas all over the place. So there's probably another another ten or so somewhere in the works in addition to that, the initial 10. So, uh, yeah, we're just kind of, you caught us at a, at a weird time of kind of figuring everything out. <laughs> I see. Like, um, have you, when's the plan to start actually like testing out some of these songs at live shows? Well, we, we've already tested a few out at, uh, some Chicago shows that we did in the past, like few months. I think we've debuted about like, three or four entire songs. Can you name drop some of them? Uh, most of them have working titles. Uh, like one working title is just Riff. The other one I think is Garden. And one actual title is just The End of the World. How awesome is The End of the World? Oh, uh, that one, yeah, that one's definitely a special one. It, that is that... I'm excited for. Is that, would you say, um, the real star out of the bunch right now? For the time being, yeah, but we're there's definitely a lot of like good ideas flowing now that mm, we essentially have we like to treat every song that mm, treat every song as if it's the kind of star uh, the best song out there. You know what I mean? I so, see. Yeah, I think I think everything is just kind of open right now to to where anything could be the top. Conrad, you guys have been playing shows for quite a few years in Diamond Plate. 
What have been some important yeah. lessons that you learned about like promoting and playing at successful DIY shows, like basement shows, rooftops, VFW halls, or just backyard shows? Mm, I guess the the biggest thing, the answer to that is in the actual question itself, and that's just DIY. Just you know, do it yourself. Uh, once you to kind of decide to do that, there's obviously a lot more work involved. But you have to just be prepared to do that work, and as long as you're prepared to do that, then you'll be able to just grow and, and spread the music, which is the whole point. Uh, but it just then it comes down to like work work ethic and, and how well you promote, as far as like flyers and just word of mouth. Mm, so yeah, the the essence of DIY is just doing it yourself. You know, you have any um special like advice on making like just a really killer flyer uh let's see i don't know i mean i've always just kind of found like killer artists to help do that you know uh come up with like an idea that works for you and then bring some kind of artist that specializes in flyers because at that point, you not only bring in someone else that can also help promote the show, uh, you're also just building a network of people. And that goes back to the whole DIY mentality. You, you start building a team around you and it makes everything a lot easier, you know? Now, what is the Chicago vibe like when it comes to putting on, like, summer barbecues? No, it's crazy. Yeah, people here are absolutely nuts. <laughs> uh there's just a lot of like cool like DIY places that uh, yeah they they get absolutely crazy especially during the summer more people more and more people come on it's sweatier and messier uh, so it definitely works well in Chicago. Now Rob, yeah. do you have a question for Conrad? Yeah, um, what is it like uh, like food wise? We were talking with um, Dave uh, from uh, the, the Crumb Bombs before. And, you know, he was mentioning how, like, they do a lot of, like, chili cook-offs at these shows. You know, they have a bunch of punks come in. They'll do, like, a barbecue cook-off. Do you guys do anything similar to that? Uh, usually just, like, taco stands. Nice. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's the only thing I've experienced in Chicago, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, as far as that, it's just whatever. Anyway. Yeah, really, it's just everyone just kind of brings, brings their own. Cool. And that's essentially the essence of it as well. You have uh, any advice for Rob on trying to get people to pony up money for the Kickstarter? Uh, Sorry if I put that too rough, but <laughs> that's yeah, what yeah, is no, needed, no you know? Worries, pony up. Well, I guess uh, the first thing would just be uh, not using the words pony up. Yeah, I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just, just, just be honest and, and, and tell your story. Yeah. You know, wh- whatever it is that you're trying to, to raise money for. Yeah, thanks. Uh, just be just be super super honest about it, and and people will relate to it. Cool. Uh, usually, what what gets people to, to donate and, and be involved with something is if they feel like emotionally invested in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so figure out kind of how to do that, and people will you know be a lot more open to responding. Cool, cool. Thanks, man. Uh, no worries, Ben. Best of luck as well. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much. By the way, Conrad. When's the next time you're going to be hitting the East Coast? Hopefully soon. I, don't, I unfortunately don't have an answer for that yet. 
because uh, we're, like I said, in the midst of a crazy writing process and figuring out a, you know, new direction and new sound. But mm, yeah, hopefully, hopefully sooner than later, man. That's all I can say. Cool. Thank you so much for calling in, man. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Well, you have a killer night, man. Adios. Yeah, yeah you guys too, man. Yeah, bye. Later. Peace. Now, what do you feel like was the most um, enriching part of the conversation to help you further the goal of the Thrash Bash Barbecue? I think it's advice on just, you know, the Kickstarter and, you know, what we're trying to do with that, you know, just be honest with people and really push it and stuff. And I think that's, you know, that means a lot. And hopefully uh, we could, uh, we'll do the best we can to do, you know, do that and, you know, just ask people, you know, just show them what. What what's what's gonna happen with it, and you know what they can get with it. Um, uh, by the way, I just wanted to real quick because we never mentioned it. If you guys are looking to donate, um, it is you can go to uh, www.kickstarter.com uh, slash projects slash uh, thrash bash barbecue four, uh, and there's like a dash in between all of those. Um, and if you can't find it there, then just uh, Search for uh, Thrash Bash Barbecue Four on on the actual Kickstarter website itself, um, and you know all the rewards are there. You'll have the trailer there, uh, and the the original trailer that uh, Birdman Dan from Rorg actually filmed at last Thrash Bash. We uh, we threw up there just so you guys could see what it's all about, and you know, and you know just what what the vibe is there. Definitely, um, I mean, just give me your stump speech now. On why people need to make this happen. Um, it's not, like Chris just said perfectly, you know, it's not, we're not trying to make money off of this. This, from the beginning, we've always kept it a free show. Um, the only thing we ask is for people to bring, you know, food, drink, whatever with them. Um, we've and, and we always try to keep it to help promote the local scene and, and DIY bands. And so... Us expanding it to try to get these national acts like Witch Haven um, and Blood Feast. We're just trying to, we're trying to like you know encourage more of a unity in the entire DIY community, not just the local scene in New Jersey. You know, we want you know bands from other places to be like, oh, you know those guys in New Jersey put on a killer show, and you know, you know go check those guys out, and you know check out these bands from New Jersey. You know. And, and we're going to tell our guys, you know, oh, check out these bands from California or the Midwest or whatever. Because, you know, we want to, we want people, that's, that's really how the best way to promote things, it seems now, is it's just like word of mouth and, and, you know, trying to get people like, oh, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. Because it, it's so hard in, you know, the current music scene to, to do things like that and, and promote music. Um, so, I mean, that's like the most, the biggest thing for us is just making it a, a, a unity and a camaraderie between DIY bands and at the same time promoting the scene without any kind of exploitation or anything like that. You know, we're not there to take money from people. We're not there to to screw over bands. We're there just to, you know, play good music and, and put on a good show and get, you know, the bands that are coming from far away, just, you know, get their travel costs covered. And also... Do you try to find some sort of lodging for them as well? Um, I mean, you know, there's there's the local places if they if they don't you know whatever they could crash in the in, in if they have a van in their van in in 
in the driveway. You know, it's what mm-hmm. it's whatever. You know, I've if it comes down to it, they could sleep in my basement or something. You know, it's um, I, I'm we're all up for you know trying to like help them as much as they can. If we do get the Kickstarter put through and we do have the extra money, then yeah, I mean, we could try to put them up in a local, you know, hotel or motel or whatever, you know, that's not too expensive. Possibly um, the Days Inn or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we want to try to, like, make this so the bands that are coming from far away feel comfortable and they're not, they're not like, ooh, okay, you know, we're, we're not going to make any money. We're actually going to lose money on it. We don't want that. We want them to, to be able to come and and get what they should deserve to get and you know play a great show and you know at the same time you know they could bring that back that experience back with them and say like ooh you know these guys in New Jersey have a good thing going you know and and that's what we're trying to do we're just trying to create that unity fantastic now um i guess on a sour note what is the plan if the kickstarter isn't successful um, well, we're still going to try to do the show, uh, if it isn't successful. Um, we're not obviously going to be able to, to invite the other bands from, from far away out. Um, cause just, we just don't have the money to pay them. And, and I'm not going to ask them to come all this way for free, obviously, so that, that we wouldn't be able to do that. Um, so, you know, it would be like, just like it was last year. We'll have maybe, you know, one of the lo- bigger local bands headline, um, and just have like, a bunch of other local bands that are like big, you know, maybe the toxicology guys come back, bands of frost, you know. Um but other than that, you know, it's gonna be hopefully as as good as it was last year. Um maybe even a little better. Uh even if we don't make the Kickstarter. So I mean we would love to make the Kickstarter and that's our goal. We want obviously to make the Kickstarter. If we don't make it though, it's still gonna happen. It's not gonna be as good as we want it to be, but it's still gonna happen. Damn. And also, I guess, for you, what kind of recipes are great for an awesome barbecue? Um, well, last year we had the steak sandwiches, which were awesome. Uh, the gyros went really over pretty well, I think, last year. Um, for me, my favorite thing in a barbecue is chicken wings. Barbecue, honey barbecue chicken wings uh, with a nice, like, southern-style honey barbecue sauce with the vinegar in it. I, I could eat, like, you know, a whole package of those, you know, 30 chicken wings easy. Um, you know, and then, you know, I'll have a burger or whatever. Uh, last year I didn't really get to eat much because we were so busy running around. I think I had like a steak sandwich and maybe a burger. Um, and that was pretty much it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love barbecue, you know, it's, it's great. And, um, gonna see if possibly another name from Chicago might be able to call in. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, we'll see. Um, this has been a really killer night. Yeah. Um, had a ton of fun just talking with everybody. Yeah, we got some great advice from uh, uh, Dave from the Crumbums and Conrad from Diamond Plate. Um, it was great talking to Rob again from Rorg. And, of course, you know, Chris called in and, you know, we had a good discussion with him. So um, hopefully, you know, we can get this off the ground, this Kickstarter. We, we Like I said, we only have three backers so far. We've only raised, I think, $146. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hopefully this kind of, like, lights the fire a little bit, you know, that we're we're really pushing this thing, and we really want it to happen, and we really want to be able to bring these bands out and, and you know, make it as, as good as it can be. Definitely. And um, on that note, let's just play a little bit of some West Coast music. 
Sounds good. Fog of War. Here is, let me see, Enforcer. Stay tuned to WMSC 90.3. You're listening to Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium.
And we're back. That was Fog of War with Enforcer. Fog of War is another one of the, how you say, West Coast onslaught bands of just thrash metal where it's just, you know how the West Coast is. It's just like West Coast an loves exploding scene of yeah. music that's just so amazing. The whole West Coast, too, not just California. Yeah. Which is awesome. And I wish that was here, but. Yeah. <laughs> it's only about 5,000 miles away. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, Rob. How do you feel like there's any difference in how to put on a good show depending upon the area? Um, I think really it makes a difference um, how like wide open the area is kind of, you know, because you don't have as many complaints, noise complaints and stuff. But other than that, you know, I think the reason why North, where we do it in North Jersey is kind of a good area is because it's kind of like Sussex County is almost the crossroads between upstate New York, Pennsylvania and, like, you know, lower parts of New Jersey and, and the city. So it's kind of easy for everybody to get there from, like, wherever they're coming from, you know, whether they're coming from upstate or from, you know, down, like, in the Rutherford Sea Caucus area or even the city. Uh, it's not like they're driving hours and hours, you know. It's, you know, at most maybe an hour and a half, um, depending on traffic. Um, so I think that also makes a big difference is where, you know, if it's located in an area that's easy for other people to get to, you know. Um, and you know, just depending on what the scene is like, you know, we're trying to bring it to Sussex County because there's not a huge thrash metal scene in Sussex County. There's not a huge metal scene. It's mostly like pop punk and, and like deathcore and stuff like that. And it's really generic deathcore, not like the, you know, and you can get away with like having really loud music. Exactly. You can just park on the uh, side of the street, too. Yeah, and like I said before, there's there's no real local police, so there's not, like, a huge amount, like, they're not, like, you know, writing tickets for people parked on the side of the road or whatever, or, you know, or coming and saying, oh, you know, you can't play this loud, or you can't do this, can't do that. So it's, it's kind of that freedom where we are um, to play. And I know a lot of, like, house, like, basement shows down in, by, like, Wreckers, um... Mm-hmm. And, you know, places like that, they get shut down a lot because of noise complaints. Um, so, I mean, it, it's we're kind of lucky that we have this, this area that we could play in. Yeah, it's a really unique approach. Yeah. And um, it's survived this long, and it's, it's getting yeah. better. So um, it's on the rise, and we got to keep on taking it to the next level now. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, do you have a, a good recipe for cooking for people hitting up a barbecue this summer? Yeah. Um, I like to, like I said before, I like a nice southern style barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you're doing, you're making like, you know, you got the brown sugar, liquid smoke, honey, um, ketchup, and then you add like a little bit of vinegar. And that vinegar adds like a tanginess to it that like you don't get what like nor like a barbecue sauce you would buy in like A&P or something. You know, it's got like a... You know, it's almost like a, a sourness, and it kind of, like, makes your mouth numb after a while after you're eating it so much. But it's so good. Um, like, and like I said, I'll eat, like, a whole bucket of wings, you know, by myself if it's got that sauce on it. So um, I think that's, like, always, you know, if you can find, like, a southern barbecue sauce, you should go for it, definitely. Um, other than that, you know, there's a couple, like, you know, steak marinades that I know that are pretty good, you know, to do a, a barbecue steak with... Uh, you know, stuff like that. Now, would you say this special barbecue sauce of yours would go well on burgers? I'd say, yeah, it would probably go well with burgers, pulled pork, any any barbecue. Chicken? Oh, definitely chicken, without a doubt, yeah. 
uh, but yeah, I, I mean, you could put it on anything that you would pour barbecue sauce on. I mean, essentially, it's just honey barbecue sauce, but it's like the southern style, so it's like a little different, but, you know, pretty much the same. But, you know, like I said, tangier. Can you make it like, let's say you have a barbecue sauce and just maybe add a little bit of vinegar to it, or do you think that's kind of crazy? I don't think that would work as well. I think you really got to make it from scratch, and you really got to cook it on the stove and, you know, and, and do it from scratch, you know? You, you can buy store barbecue sauce, but you'll, it'll never be as good as homemade, you know? Whatever you buy from the store will never be as good as homemade. Um, unless, of course, it's like a, like a, a homemade barbecue sauce company that makes, you know, small batches and they sell it to supermarkets or whatever. Um, but, like, if you get, like, sweet baby rays or whatever like that, or, like, you know... Cattleman's. Yeah. That, I mean, it's, it's not as good as, as making it yourself. It really isn't. But sweet baby rays really does rule. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not bad. I'm not saying it's terrible. But when you make it yourself, it's like a whole new dimension, you know? And how long should you keep that in the fridge? Uh, that I don't even actually know. I mean, there's no preservatives or anything in it. So, But, you know, the vinegar. Um, I, could, I would imagine it would probably stay for a couple of weeks without going bad. Wow, a couple of weeks? Maybe. That's pretty awesome. Maybe. You know, I, I don't. Obviously, if you had it in a sealed container and stuff, you know, and you could freeze it. Yeah, you could freeze it. That's true. If you froze it, it would probably be you know even better. But do you think when you thawed it out, it'd be weird? No, I think it would work thawed out. I think it, you could thaw it out, and it would still be good. And um, we are expecting a caller any minute now. Hopefully, um, their whereabouts. Might be from the Midwest, maybe from the Chicago area, in fact. Yes. Let us see. But um, I would say go on more about, like, just what you've seen successful Kickstarters do to actually <laughs> make it through. Um, there's actually uh, – I, I just donated to a Kickstarter today. Um, the company that made the original – Banjo, or the, the development team that made the original Banjo-Kazooie games actually just launched a Kickstarter for a new game um, that they're doing that's that's being touted as the spiritual sequel to Banjo. Um, it's called uh, Ukulele, um, and it's basically almost the same thing. Uh, wow. You know, two, like, a- anthropomorphic characters platforming, collecting items and stuff. Uh, and that Kickstarter actually, within 38 minutes, surpassed its goal. It was, uh, I believe, two hundred and thirty thousand uh, British pounds they were looking for, and it, it it's up to almost a. a, a oh, mil- it looks like uh, we have a call. Oh, there we go. Nice. Um, hey, what's up, caller? Uh, you're calling in to Japanics Rock and Metal Pandemonium. Can you tell us our your Can you tell us oh, our, your oh, name? I, I'm sorry. I thought this was the Food Network. <laughs> oh no! I'm sorry. You're gonna hey, have to call up. How are you doing? Doing great, Neil. Um, just had a killer show. Uh, we had callers from, let's see, Dave Tejas from the Crumbums, a uh, good friend of mine in Rorg, Raba, and uh, also Conrad called in about 30 minutes ago. So uh, it was a great time tonight. I'm sorry I missed that, though. I mean, I, did, I heard that he had called, but I didn't. Uh, I wasn't listening then when he did call. I uh, don't worry about it. I'm archiving everything. So uh, you will be able to listen to it within the next 48 hours or so. All right, great. Now, um, Neil, my buddy Rob here is organizing mm. this thing called the Thrash Bash Barbecue. And what year is it, Rob? 
this is the fourth year of it. Now, wait, isn't it like one, two, three, four, five? No, it's four. This is a Thrash Bash four. But you started in 2011, correct? Yeah. Did you skip a year? No. What, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014? Maybe we stayed, we started in 2012. Okay, yeah. I had my math wrong before. Yeah. Yeah, that's (laughs) what I thought. I was thinking, there wasn't one in 2011, it was 2012. I'm thinking of, because we played at the Meat Locker in 2011, that's what I'm thinking of. But, um, Neil, can you give my Mm. buddy Rob some advice? Because, like, you're like a real old school metal dude. And you know about things on how to run, like, a successful show yourself. Like, what kind of advice would you like to give my buddy Rob here on well, uh, just I don't really, I mean, I've never done shows, honestly. I don't, uh, that's not, my, I never booked shows. I've never run shows. I just do, uh, I've done radio promotion for shows. I see. Like, what kinds of successful radio promotions did you guys did you used to use back in the 1980s to uh, really bring out some good, uh, lively people to shows? Well, I don't, I don't know if that's, um, you know, back in the 80s. Uh, I don't know about, I'm not quite sure I understand what you mean about successful radio promotions. Um, it, it's just like in, getting people out to the shows and stuff like that. Like, what types of things worked for you? Well, for me, I uh, I like to give away some tickets, you know, so that that will always get people out to the shows. Yeah, definitely. And um, what kind of uh, advice would you have? Like, why why do you feel like bands or like local promoters and underground promoters should be running things kind of like at VFW halls and things like that, as well, opposed to just doing think, the house yeah, party I thing. to do something like that. You know, if you're going to do it um, like DIY, it's do it yourself. Yeah. But I would try to do it uh, as, as professional and legal as possible. I'd be yeah. worried about, I don't know, some of the places I've been to, there's a lot of underage drinking there. Oh, I would yeah. I want to be... Uh, associated with something like that and then something goes wrong you know and somebody just ends up suing you because their kid gets in trouble because yeah. they're drunk too much at your place yeah so that's you, why you, I mean, you run a vfw hall usually you've got different rooms i've seen a lot of places do that a lot of uh, bands do that they'll pitch in together usually you can get a hall for a couple hundred bucks especially if you don't mind playing an off night like a thursday or wednesday something like that yeah yeah and they'll usually have different rooms. You know, you can have the band set up in one room, and then let the BFW hall run their bar in the other room. Yeah, yeah. That's why when we do our, our our barbecue show, we're always very strict with that kind of thing. You know, we make sure that no underage kids are drinking and stuff. Um, right, right. You know, that's best yeah, we that's can. The best way to do it. I yeah. mean, some of them I've been to are really, you know, like backyard parties and stuff. They're just like uh, glorified kegger parties, yeah. really. See, that's the, I think the great thing about the, the Thrash Bash has been that it hasn't been really like just like everyone getting drunk and wasted and like partying. You know, it's really been about the music. And, you know, people come right. and they drink. They have, you know, a few beers or whatever. But it's not like they're not like going crazy and like, you know, you know, having like a whole keg of beer for like three people. You know, it's it's. it's it's really like you know, kind of like laid back and 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 reserved a little bit. Mm-hmm. And wh- where's it going to be at? Oh, we we usually do it up in um actually by uh one of my like my house um 
we do it like in the driveway kind of uh have like a tent set up for the band and you know we do all kinds of cooking and stuff because i live in like a rural area where there's like no one around as is you know uh oh, I, I don't have any neighbors so it's like there's no there's no noise complaints or anything like that so it's literally a backyard barbecue. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's in the backyard pretty much. And how many people do you expect? The, last year, I would say we had about probably like fifty to seventy people. Um, so you know, hoping to maybe even get even more this year. Maybe right. we can that's, hit that's low triple digits. Yeah, this hopefully, year. hopefully. But I'm you, know, you say it's a rural area, so you don't oh, yeah. you don't have have to worry about noise complaints or anything like that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, we usually cut it around like ten thirty, eleven anyway, so it's not like we're going all night long. But how many bands? Ah, uh, what, what did we have last year? We had something like seven bands, I think, last year. Um, are they all local? All yeah, from the area. Well, this year, we're, while we're doing the Kickstarter, we're trying to get some uh, some bands from uh, out west to come out. Um, but uh, if we don't make the Kickstarter, then yeah, it'll probably be all local again. Um, mm. And you know, we just do. You know, it's it's pretty much we just have fun. You know, we promote the local scene and have some food and beer and you know right. have, have a good time. Yeah, like I really, really hope it's successful so we can get Witchhaven back to the East Coast. Yeah, for the yeah. first time since 2011. Yeah, and when's it gonna be? Uh, we usually do it towards the end of July, early August. Depends on you know what weekend is best for everybody. So you just need to uh, get the. The Kickstarter around, just keep sharing it around. Yeah, yeah, that's what we've been we've been doing. We're hopefully we're we got three backers so far, so hopefully we can get some more. At, um, how long have you had it up? Uh, about a month, I would say. Uh, yeah. So I mean, sharing it. Yeah, that's what we're gonna have to do. And you know, part of the reason why I came on tonight is just to like you know get people to to do it, and and you know if anybody's listening wherever they are, you know just just uh. Do what they can, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have some cool rewards and all that. Talked about that before, you know. So I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we do make it because we really do want to have Witchhaven come out. That'd be really awesome. Yeah. Now, Neil, and, and what other bands are you bringing out? Um, right now we usually don't uh, announce what exactly we're gonna do until like you know closer to okay. the show. Um, so, you know, if we do get, if we do make the Kickstarter, it'll be Witchhaven, um, possibly Blood Feast. Where's um, Blood Feast from? I don't know. Where are Blood Feast from? I don't know. You should know. You <laughs> want to book them. It's New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. So then. Could be wrong on that, but I think they, they are East Coast. I think New yeah. Jersey. Um, but yeah, well, and we'll get like some of the local bands. Last year we had a uh, Condition Critical headline. Um, they're from South Jersey. Uh, and we have a lot of like the local bands, toxicology and all that. Usually play. Uh, Rorg played one year. We want to have them back. Um, we might have Witch the Mechlist touring. Uh, was that Witchhaven? You said that you're trying to get Witchhaven to come out. Are they? On, yeah. Will they be on tour at that time? I'm not sure if they're going to be a tour, but I think the reason why a big part of the reason why we're doing this Kickstarter is to get the money to bring them out. You know. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, most of the money is going to go towards them. Um, if there's any left over, it'll go back into like the party itself, buying food and stuff like that. Um, right, right. So, and likely also, if we, if we're bringing Witchhaven out here, we want to have at least some semi, almost pro equipment to bootleg that concert. Yeah, because just that would be a real treasure to have because Witchhaven hasn't been around these parts 
in a long time. The last Witchhaven show I saw was Maryland Death Fest 2011. Yeah. Mm. And the last East Coast shows they did were, I believe, Philadelphia or New York City a few days after that. And I was still in Maryland at that point. And it's just like, it, it's only right to record Witchhaven set, you yeah. know? Yeah. But, that, yeah, that's another thing. If we If we make past what our goal is, you know, make more than the 2,000, we're going to go, you know, try to make, you know, a documentary, you know, hire someone to actually film it and, like, put it out there and edit it all together and stuff. Um, right. and, and, and even, uh, you know, we're going to do, like I said, the, the thrash bash, the CD where every band does a cover and we send it out. Um, and you know, we, we would want to do that. Maybe even record the, record the actual show professionally, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, mm-hmm. um, you could put, if you're getting some really generous donors, maybe getting a professional soundboard. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That'd, that'd be cool. Yeah. And then make all your shows in the future so much more awesome because uh, yeah. you could start marketing them of course yeah and and how have you financed it in the past you said this is your uh, fourth year oh yeah yeah it's come it's just basically come out of our own pockets um okay. so you're just each year trying to build it up yeah yeah exactly um and it's it's my dad will usually come up and cook he loves to cook you know he he's oh, cool. he, yeah so he'll he'll come up he'll get like last year he did gyros steak sandwiches and you know he's got all this like crazy stuff. He has a huge grill, uh, and one of those like flat iron, uh, flat like fry cook machine things. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, so he he'll do like all kinds of stuff. You know. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work, but you know what? At the end of the day. You know, we'll get up in the morning early. We'll go over there. We'll be grumpy because we have to set up everything and and do everything. Like, oh, I can't believe we have to do this. But you know what? By the end of the day, we're always like, that was awesome. Like, I'm glad we we did it. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would just keep sharing that Kickstarter and and, and encouraging everybody else to share it. It works. It takes time. Yeah. Yeah, like... It gets around. The idea was just getting a number of different names from around the country to call in. Yeah, and talk about this, and maybe seeing if we could get this onto like another site just to popularize it. Yeah, and th- that's it. That that was the goal of tonight, just to get a lot of people to think about this. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah, that's a good way of spreading it around too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I find like word of mouth is like you know it's one of the best ways to to do things nowadays. You know, it's you can post as much as you want on Facebook, but you know, if one people, one person likes it, you know, and you don't even know what the reach is anymore with the way that Facebook is going. So it's like, yeah, that's true. You know, getting, getting out and talking to people and telling them about it and, you know, and, and trying to get on the radio, I think is, is probably like the best way that we can promote it right now. Right. In the old school days, you know, the, the hand flyers. Yeah. Out yeah. Out of places. Yeah. Yo, Neil, do you remember what things were like back in the old school days of the Chicago metal scene, tell us about some of the cooler flyers you remember. Oh, I, yeah, we used to flyer a lot in Chicago, in uh, on Belmont and uh, Sheffield. Belmont and Sheffield it was the Avalon. Before that, it was Tuts. I don't, uh, I don't know what it is now. A bank, maybe something. I'm yeah. not sure. But the, used to get good cheese fries down. There's what was that place? I forget the name of the place down there, but uh, yeah, and I remember going out with friends and bands, and uh, and they would just hang flyers everywhere on the yeah. street poles, hand them out to people wherever people were. 
Yeah, that's what we we've been trying to do past couple of years is. You know, we'll go into like a music store and like pin up a flyer, or like leave some right. flyers down, or we'll go to um, like even Dunkin' Donuts, because uh, like I know there's a couple Dunkin' Donuts where there's a big hangout spot for like a lot of the like uh, local musicians and stuff. Or you know, um, I, I uh, one year I don't know if it was last year or the year before I actually went to uh, I was still in college at the time I still I went and put the flyers on the bulletin boards at school, you know, just to see mm-hmm. if we can get anybody come out, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah, just go to shows. Yeah, hang out out front and uh, and pass them out to people. Yeah. Oh, you know what you should do, Rob? Try to get like the Stanhope House to put up uh, some flyers. Oh yeah, that sh- yeah, they- that would make sense completely because that's a decent spot. Yeah, and to they see and they do they do uh, the Newton a lot Theater of metal shows. too. Oh yeah, yeah, there too. I forgot someone played at the Newton Theater that's like really famous recently, but I forgot Michael who it Shanker. Was. It might have been. Might have been. Yeah, he yeah maybe he had a blackout and you couldn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was awesome seeing Michael Shanker, though. It was just kind of crazy thinking, like, wow, why did Michael Shanker come to Sussex County? This <laughs> is insane. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is that a small area? Oh, it's, well, it's it's super rural. There's not a huge music scene here um, in, in Sussex County, that is. Um, and it, it's, like, a lot of, like, the scene is just, like, kind of like generic pop punk bands and like generic like deathcore bands like you know like metalcore not really like a huge thrash or or death metal scene and there's not enough like old school norwegian black metal bands either no no not at all (laughs) and there's like hardly any grindcore power violence bands either no no what's up with that that's like all like the city you got to go to new york city for all that stuff you know like or doom bands brooklyn that's true. There's not a lot of doom bands, or even in the city, I don't think there's not a lot and of. Doom how bands far right are you from the city? Uh, where I am is about an hour and a half drive mm-hmm. from uh, New York City. Uh, de- you know, it depends on traffic and all that, but usually an hour, an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So it's not super far. It's it's still within driving distance, and you know, but it's it's far enough that we don't have as much of the uh, the scene that the city does. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So. Well, yeah, it tends to be that way, you know, just mostly in the rural areas. Yeah, yeah. Why, I don't know, but... Uh, <laughs> I guess there's just, you know, not enough demand for it, you know? Uh, right. Even now, with the internet, you would think, you know, that it would... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Back I, in the old days, we used to do the tape trading through the, through the mail. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess it's just... There's not enough of a unification but, yeah. in the areas, too, though. It's not well, like, like... Like I said before, it feels now, if you look at, like, the United States as a whole, each, like, little scene almost is like an island. And, like, you know, you have, like, the touring bands that are, like, ships going from island to island. But other than that, like, the local scenes are kind of isolated from each other. And I think mm-hmm. that's the issue, really. And things change. Yeah, you know, four or yeah. five years, it's something different. Yeah, that's true. That's that's true too. And all the different spots that were friendly to the touring bands change too. Yeah, it, it's 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 that's another issue with the with the scene, the local scene here in New Jersey is that it's a lot of the promoters are very exploitative of of the local bands. Uh, you know, pay for play is like rampant here. It's it's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that here too. Um, ticket sales. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want the bands to go out and sell a certain quota of tickets. 
or just hand over like a hundred or two hundred dollars. Exactly, and it yeah, it's sad because they'll. There's one venue in particular I'm not going to mention that um, th- the guy who owns it he'll he'll do a show on a weeknight, you know, Wednesday night or something. Where what about on a Monday night? Or he'll do it on a Monday night too. Um, he'll play. He'll do the show then. He'll he'll make the bands all the bands sell tickets, twenty tickets each. Um, the mm. show doesn't start till nine o'clock, so the 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 uh, closing band doesn't go on until like one in the morning, and then he he picks like a local headliner. So it's like you have these like local bands that are competing to sell tickets on a Monday night just so they can get on this, this stupid bill that they're not even going to make money on, and right. uh, nobody's going to see them. Nobody's going to see them. It's 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 sad. And, and why are they doing that then? I it's I, good Ignorance. question. Yeah, a, a lot of it. There's a lot of young bands that are just hungry to play shows and, and don't know what's good and what's not. Exactly, good. they just don't know any better. Um, right. You know, so we we, uh, you know, some of the older bands we try to like tell them as best we can. You know, you know, don't play there, or you know, you don't have to do that. You could book your own shows and and play your own shows, but you know, it, it's hard to get through to people. You know, right, right. Especially when they're young and they you know they think they know it all. <laughs> Are there any clubs that'll just let you play? Yeah, there's a couple. Um, Nick mentioned the Stanhope House before. They'll. They'll generally like, um, you know, they'll they'll take money just to cover their expenses or whatever, like pay their bartender. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, whatever ticket sales from the door, other than whatever they they take for that, is you know, it's it's the bands. Um, and then like uh, the meat locker is another place where basically you uh, you could book it for like I think it's like a hundred and fifty dollars during the week or two hundred dollars on the weekend. Um, and uh-huh. again, it's just like whatever you want to do. If you want to like sell tickets, you know that's fine. If you want to just pay it out of your own pocket, that's fine. And you know that right. you just break even. You know you you sell you know five dollar tickets at the door. You get enough people in the door, you can break even. You know, it, and it's mm-hmm. it's easy. It's a it's a well known venue. So, um, right. so there are a couple good venues like that, but it's it's the ones that were the, you know, they're they're exploiting the people. That's the real issue, and unfortunately, that's like most of the venues he- around here. Yeah, it happens here too, and, and I think it's happening everywhere. It's yeah, it's spreading. It's yeah. And you see people that are uh, trying to fight it, you know. But as long as there's yeah. people that are going there, that's that's the issue. And you know, if it's if it's not the metal scene, then they'll they'll move on to like the next, the underground rock scene or the underground, you know, hip hop scene. Yeah, the hip hop scene. You know, right, right. It's it's they'll always find someone that they can latch onto and kind of like leech off of. And, and, and milk money out of. Well, I think they're always going to be there. You yeah, know, it's just you just have to avoid them. Yeah, that's you know that's what we've been trying to do for the past. What was it? You know, I think the last time we played a pay for play show was like three years ago, <laughs> two right. years ago. So you know, we've been just trying to uh, basically do our best to uh, avoid that and do our own thing. Neil, do you have anything mm. else you'd like to add tonight? Um, no, I don't know what uh, what else I could add, really. <laughs> you know, like I said, I've never done shows. I've never, uh, I've never, I've never booked shows. I've never ran a show. Nothing like that. But you've the done. Only thing I've done is, is uh, you know, just uh, made the radio spots for them, aired the spots, ran the flyers, stuff right. like that. Appreciate the support from Chicago, Neil. Yeah, Thank thanks. You. Oh, thanks. hey, no problem. Yeah, put your um, 
put your uh, event page or your Kickstarter. I'm sorry, your Kickstarter link on my uh, show page. Yeah, yeah, I'll uh, I'll do that. I think I liked you on Facebook. I think. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll send you the link. And then we yeah we'll share that. I'll share that for you. And then awesome. Just keep uh, keep sharing that, and it'll get around. Yeah. Yeah. It'll thanks. Happen. Thanks a lot, Neil. You have a All great right, night. Well, best of luck to you. It was good talking to you again, Nick, and I'll talk to you guys later. Yeah, thanks Till a lot, Till the next man. time, Neil. Peace. All Bye. right. Keep it metal. Well, Rob, we're approaching the end of tonight's show. Yes. Um, let's – what do you think were some of the more uh, exciting parts? I think, you know, just talking to the other guys in the bands, um, you know – uh, Conrad and Dave and, and even Neil, um, you know, it was awesome just talking to other people in other scenes just to, like, get their perspective on what this whole situation is and, and just to kind of, like, you know, spread awareness and stuff. I think it was awesome. Yeah, I was really surprised at just how easy it was just to connect with all these different people and everybody was just very interested in just giving their advice yeah. on how to make something like this successful. Yeah, yeah. Just build it from the ground up. Yeah, I know. And it's good that, you know, people actually had advice to give. You know, they actually had experience. You know, it's not like we're talking to people that, you know, were just kind of like blowing her off the cuff or whatever. You know, they actually knew what they were talking about. And that's good. I think that'll help us out, um, you know, with our with our own endeavors. Definitely. Um, it's not just the whole, oh, I'll like it on Facebook and I'll share it and I'll, I'll, I'll tweet it. But that's it. I'm not going to give you any money. Yeah, that, yeah. That's out of the question. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this... For some reason, certain Kickstarters can just explode at the 11th hour. That's true. I've seen that happen before. So, I mean, you know, here's the hope and that happens and we, you know, we make even beyond our goal, you know. Um, it, it'd be awesome, you know. And it, we're, like I said before, I'll say it again, we're not doing this to make money off of. We're doing it only to promote the local scene and promote, you know, DIY music in general. You know, we we want to make this happen to, to – and we want to make this, like, the normal thing. You know, we want people to realize they don't have to, like, rely on pay-to-play and, and promoters to, to make their show. You know, we, we want to real, make bands realize that, yes, we can do it ourselves and we will do it ourselves. And it'd be just amazing getting Witch Haven back. Yeah, it w- it would be awesome, you know. Um, and I think that would really help us, you know, in a way that, you know, ooh, you know, those guys got Witch Haven to come out to the East Coast for the first time since 2011, you know. That, you know, that really would mean something to us, you know, to, to be able to put that on our resume. And you could start bringing in really, really interesting people after that. Yeah, exactly. You know, Maybe I- even possibly... Some folks from Mexico or Canada. Yeah, that'd be awesome, you know. Um, even Europe, you know, who knows? Yeah. Who, know, who knows what the future holds, you know? Yeah, but it's kind of like everything needs to be done in steps. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and that's what we're trying to do with this, you know. We've, we've grown it over the years. We haven't just done it, like, right out of the bat, you know, like, just, mm-hmm. oh, let's just fly out and make it as big as we can, you know. We, we grow it. Whatever we, mistakes we made last year, we correct it this year, you know. And and that's that's what we've been doing since its inception, and that's what we'll continue to do as long as we continue to do the thrash bash, and you know as long as as people to want to come out and support it, we'll do it. You know, uh, like I said, it, it's hard work. 
you know, we'll be grumpy all day long and like, oh, I can't believe we have to do this. Look at all this stuff we have to clean up and la, 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 la. But you know what? At the end of the day, every time at the end of the day, we're all like, that was awesome. I can't wait for next year. Yeah. You know? Um, it's like a, a cathartic experience, I guess you could say. I don't know. It's 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 awesome. Definitely. And let's just wind down the show. And um, hopefully next week I may have another guest on. And um, just looking forward to it. 